Hey friend, we just wanted to pop over and remind you of all of the freebies that we have on our website at hustlehumblypodcast.com slash resources. There are quite a few on there. They work for buyers and sellers, for your business, all different things you might need and all for free. Mm -hmm. Alyssa, which one is your favorite? My favorite freebie is the due diligence checklist. Oh, that's a good one and Mm -hmm. so impactful for your buyers. Mm -hmm. It's a great email template. It's a really good one. Uh, My favorite is probably staging checklist. Mm -hmm. I want my sellers to have those houses looking good. Yes, yes. So head over and see which ones you would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. You're like, I don't want to think about you ever again. Yeah. And some of them were in 2015. That's not you're that like, long ago. You're like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Why don't I remember you? They disappeared. They, They're in the witness protection I program. Don't, I don't know. But I never got paid. They need to come quickly because mm. I'm being fired on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You put her through Mr. Smith. Oh, God. You were like, great, And thanks. I went, now you tell me? It was also weird combined with cat. Okay? <laughs> it was just. Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top producing realtors in the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. All right, whenever you're ready, my friend. I'm ready. Okay, great. I'm just going down the wormhole. Hi, hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. Come back to us from your rabbit hole. I'm coming back. Okay, welcome back. This is episode 168. When you don't get paid. Sometimes you just don't get paid. (laughs) Sometimes you don't get paid. So this is the story of expireds and withdrawns. We're going to have just a good storytelling session. So it's probably with some nuggets of wisdom. More stories than we could ever fit into one episode. Oh, yeah. Right? Uh, Yeah. I know. Okay. So where do you want to start? Do, 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 (gasps) do, 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 beep. It's a flip report? It is a flip report. Let's hear it. So my buyer that I told you I've had in mind uh-huh, uh-huh. seems pretty interested. Remember oh. the first time she went and looked it at it? It was kind of like a she no. Was like, I don't, well, she was just like, I don't know. She was so disappointed about the one she just lost. Okay. Then I, she asked me to send her some updated photos when it was a little more finished. Okay. And she was like, oh, okay. Now she sees it. So she's like, can I go this weekend? Mm-hmm. And I was going to be out of town. And I said, well, look. You can go. I, I don't mind if you. Here's the code. Here's the combo. Here's the key. Right. She's like, can I bring my family? Can I measure? I said all those things. Yes, do that. So she's going to do that. Oh my gosh, this is exciting. Um, I the think. contractor just like got so much done really fast. <gasps> good. So it it looks really good. So I think it's a lot further than when she saw it before. Oh yeah, pretty much everything is done <gasps> except cabinet hardware okay mirrors in the bathroom okay i am trying to find the jewelry a, um the jewelry. yeah the jewelry of the home like yeah. a i need an l-shaped shower curtain that mounts from the ceiling oh my goodness very specific i found one but it's gold and whitney said we can't do gold because it does not match everything else and so she actually can you spray paint it. That's what I said. She said we can, but we're not going to pay for the gold one and spray paint it. So she's going to have my contractor make it out of like PVC pipe and we're going to spray paint it, which is what 
most of them look like, like that industrial yes, look. Yes. Okay. You know? Sure. Sure. And Not she, PVC. Something like, like a galvanized that. pipe. Yeah. 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 I guess. She, PVC she is plastic. She mentioned PVC. That feels wrong. But I can picture it as like a galvanized yeah, pipe. Yeah. Well, she sent me some photos and it looks great. Great. And it's Super. apparently a thing. People do this. So the reason we don't, we can't get it into the wall is because I don't want to drill into my subway tile. No doubt. So we need a ceiling. And she's like, well, we could just not include I was a shower and curtain rod. But I don't want people having trouble with vision of because it's kind of like a weird bathroom situation where <laughs> the wall that the shower hits is a half wall. Okay. So you either need to like glass the whole thing. And you're no, you're right. And you don't want to do that. Or have a shower curtain. And I don't want people to be like, how do you do how this? How do you do this? I can't envision it. This is weird. Okay. So, yeah. All right. I, that's that's what I'm looking for right now. Perfect. We can't find it. That's an interesting problem. I didn't think this shower curtain rod would be the problem. <sighs> okay. So she's going to go and we'll see. We'll see how okay. it goes. <gasps> I feel really good about it. I'm so excited. Okay. Do, 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 do. Okay. Flip report. So I was looking back at my expireds and withdrawns okay. over the last 11 years. Okay. You want to hear my numbers? Please. Okay. How many expired? Did you tell me? Are you going to tell me them separately? Um, yes. So I do have a little bit of a method to my expireds. Okay. If you expire, if I let you expire, that means I'm letting you go as a client. Goodbye. Yeah. See you because later. Because I know when you expire, mm-hmm. I have, there are going to be agents mm-hmm. that pay for the expireds and call and call and market and market and say, I have a buyer. I can sell your house and make all the promises. Right, 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 right. The, right. the agents that target expired listings. And withdrawals. And withdrawals, mm-hmm. but mostly expireds. Yeah. So you don't let them, you let them expire on purpose. I do. If I see one that is approaching <laughs> expiring, <laughs> but I know that we are not renewing, but we do still intend to sell it together. Mm-hmm. I withdraw them. Yeah. So that way they don't expire. And I just feel like it does cut back a bit on the calls they get. Right. Yeah. So my numbers are, it kind of surprised me. I only had seven that expired. Okay. But I had 44 withdrawn. Well, okay, that's very interesting because in my 17 years, although my volume is less than yours, I had nine expired. Okay. But I don't necessarily use your method, but still it's not very many. Like of the nine expired, two of them I actually ended up selling and the a third one was a repeat of the other one. Like it had been on the market for a long time. Okay, And yeah. expired twice and then Whoa. sold. Okay. That's a long-term relationship. <laughs> Yeah. Did you have troubles when it was in the expired phase? Like, what? why did you let it expire instead Probably of renewing it? Probably just because I wasn't paying attention. Oh, okay. If I had to guess. Yes, yes. On that one. And that's the only one like that. The rest okay. of these, like, they either were like, well, at the end of the listing period, we're just going to, like, not sell it. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, like, I'm gonna. some of these ended up getting rented. Yes. They're like, well, let's let the listing go, and then I'll list it for rent. Like, they... 
you know, let it kind of run its course. Right. But nine in 17 years, not so many. Mm -hmm. One of the nine was a builder who wanted to be on the parade of homes. And he it was his personal house. And he did a like one month listing. Oh, it was never going to sell. Like, how did he end up selling it? He didn't. He still lives there. Oh, like he wasn't planning to sell it, but he wanted it to be on the MLS to like get people to like see it and like market it. And oh, that's interesting. And then he is that even allowed? I mean, would he have sold it? Like, did he put a price? Honestly, on it? he put a price on it. I think he would have sold it, but no one made an offer. I see. I see. Okay, because okay, it was a it was a luxury home. It was like mm-hmm. over a million dollars. Yes, I do think that he would have sold it. Right. But it really was not the intention. Yeah. So that's one of the nine. And then one I sold. And then one. And some of these, I don't remember. Taking this trip down memory lane. <laughs> I'm like, I don't remember some of these. I know. Some of them, I, I didn't remember them at all. Like, I was looking at the no. photos going. You're like, what is this? Who is this person? Why did it expire? I, you blocked it out of your mind. I guess. You were like, some I don't. I truly did not remember. You were like, I don't want to think uh, about you ever again. Yeah. And some of them were in 2015. That's not <laughs> that like, long ago. You're like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Why don't I remember you? Why don't I remember you? Right. Well, I think the expi- it's you brought up a very important point. And the most important thing that I wanted tip wise to share with people while we're doing these stories was if you're if you're going to have a listing that you're withdraw- withdrawing for a reason, or even if it accidentally expires or it's about to expire or for some reason they want it to expire, but they're planning to relist it in a month, a year, whenever, you need to put in big, bold letters in the public remarks and in the realtor remarks, seller intends to relist with current agent in 30 days, in whatever. Please do not contact seller. And I put it in the public remarks too. Yeah. Because the agents who do work expireds and withdrawns tend to be... A little aggressive. Yes. And the harassment, mm-hmm. it's purely harassment, y'all, that ensues. I had a seller one time that when I went back to relist, she handed me a stack of postcards and letters. And she said she was exhausted when she put them on the table. She said, This was, she said, the first day I checked my mail after we were expired, I had so many. And then the next day I had more. So I just started keeping them just for fun. Like, look at this madness. She said, but listen, that doesn't even include the phone calls. The phone calls. She's like, how are they getting my information? And I'm like, oh, it's not from me. No, no. I've had clients who um, have had a 12-year-old kid's phone called, (gasps) a grandmother's phone called. Uh, Any person who had ever lived in that address and had a phone number, these reverse lookup systems. Find it. Yes. And I mean, y'all, of all the behaviors that agents do, that is the one that makes me the most embarrassed for our industry. That behavior of, look, I understand you're just one person. Maybe you're only one person making one call. But if you put it in context, if that listing was withdrawn yesterday or expired yesterday, just imagine 50 other agents doing Mm -hmm. exactly what you're doing. And some of them maybe not with such nice intentions. Some are very pushy. Some will not. Some will call multiple times. Like some are really, hear my air quotes, working it like hard, right? And I think that's some of the behavior that gives realtors a bad reputation. For sure. So if you're going to have to withdraw a listing, those more than expireds probably, 
if you're letting it expire in your case, it's because you're like, fine, call. I We're not yeah, going to work together. Yes, I don't mind. But what if you have a seller like mine who's like, well, let's just let it run its course. And after it expires, I'm going to leave it off the market for six I months. I just withdraw it like the day before. You do. I do. If I'm trying to relive, I feel like it does cut back a good amount. Okay, so that's good. That's a get. good tip. Yeah. So just withdraw it. Yeah, that's okay. what I do. All right, I like that. So, so of my 44 withdrawn... Mm-hmm. I sold a lot of them after yeah, we I ended up so. relisting, um, you know, sometimes like a few of them I had listed for sale or for lease at one point. Right. Oh, I've had lots of those. And then they lease out. So you withdraw you the to. listing yeah, you have to withdraw and then we it. listed it again and then mm-hmm. it leased again. And yeah, so I had a I had a bunch of that. I had a bunch. Well, not a bunch, but a handful of withdrawals after our flood. Oh, yeah. Because you can do. Temporarily, temporarily off market status but in our market that's only 30 days and yeah. you know what i didn't realize it automatically puts it back active. active and so i had a house where we had we were under contract and they had a home inspection that went somewhat poorly mm-hmm. we had an issue with the chimney and the stucco around the chimney but the buyers backed out even though my sellers are like we're going to yeah. fix it but we had to fix it before we put it back on the market. Mm-hmm. So I did it temporarily off market while the ro- while the roof and chimney was getting repaired. And then one Saturday, I'm just having a family day and my phone just like blows up. And this was in, you know, the crazy time of like, the real estate what? market. And everyone's calling me about this house <gasps> on Main Street. And I'm like, why are you calling me about this house? And they're like, well, you just listed it. And I'm like, oh, no. No. Would you know? (sighs) I'm telling everybody. I'm like, stop. Listen, it's not show ready. This is happening. We don't care. We don't care. We just want to go. And someone bought it. Because of that accident. (laughs) Because of that accident. So, okay, it wasn't all bad. (laughs) No, that one wasn't bad at all. Oh, my gosh. But it was just so crazy. Also, I had one, I had this lady who had an LSU condo mm-hmm. and we were on the market for almost two years. It was just during a time before this crazy market yeah. that we just came out of right. where, I mean, there for a while, if you have an LSU condo to sell, you're going to be selling yeah. it for pretty close to what you paid for it. Okay, sure. Right, because right, right. we have so much housing around okay. LSU who wants a 30-year-old condo? Yeah. Not many people. Also, the HOAs are not super great about keeping the grounds looking wonderful. Right. So that one I actually let expire. Okay. No one called her. <laughs> You're like, They're like, we don't want it. Um, and then we relisted it on and off. And then one time we withdrew it. Okay. It was at like the 325 day mark. Oh, right. And we were entering a new school semester. So we had just, if we were going to sell this year. You would have. We would right. have. Mm-hmm. Now nobody's looking. So yeah. I said, listen, let's, we. so in our market, you have to take it off the market for 90 days. For it to reset. To reset the days yeah. on market. Right. So I said, listen. Let's just withdraw it. Nobody's looking at it. We're not going to sell right now. Yeah. In 90 days, we'll be entering when people are kind of looking again for like right. the next semester. We'll maybe do some light staging, take some new photos and get a new price. Yeah. 
And so we did, and it still sat for a little while. I did eventually sell it, but when I was looking through my withdrawals and expired, that address just kept like coming over up, and coming over up. And over I was like, oh man, I for you were I like, forgot oh, how like right how much f- mental energy that took. Well, it does take a lot of mental energy when you have something that's kind of dragging on and on. And look, I don't know if you were around because you're right that MLS number the days on market doesn't reset for us for 90 days. So but I was here when it did reset for one minute. Like Mm. if you pulled it withdrawn and relisted it that day. Wow. So a lot of people used that method to freshen a listing, right? I think the 90 day method is probably good. Oh, I agree. It removes that like, because really, it was a way to manipulate the market before, right? Like you could pull it off for a day, a minute, whatever, put it right back on, get a new MLS number, fresh days on the market. Maybe buyers who've entered the market and were ignoring an old stale listing would think it was new. Ideally, if you're going to use that method, you would want to probably change the photos or change the price, change Mm -hmm. something so Mm -hmm. that it would populate. But I still have, and, and everyone used that method. Like, it was very common to see listings withdrawn and back in, withdrawn right. and back in. I mean, like, it was just a common practice. And then I think when they changed the rule, it really was to eliminate that that manipulation of the market. Mm-hmm. And so now what we have is CDOM. So what is it like? Consecutive days, days on market. Right. So is, that even works if maybe they fire their agent and they hire another agent and they put it back right back on the market. Well, it's going to say consecutive days on the market, 200, not yeah. zero. Yeah. Like even because you changed your agent, you've still been trying to sell this house. Right. This house was on the market. We're that no dummies. Long. We know that it was on the market. So uh, it was it was an interesting time mm-hmm. when people used to do that. Now, do I still have reasons why I need to withdraw a listing and maybe I take it off for a week while a seller paints or you could use temporarily off market now, but I think there are some rules, right? Yeah. Like yeah. for what you can do. But if you withdraw it from the market as a means to then you're going to stage it, right? And then you're going to take new photos. I would also like adjust the price a little, even if it's $500, $1,000, even if you go up a little on the price. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing people don't always think about. Why do you automatically have to go down? Mm-hmm. If you took the house off the market and did $10,000 of interior painting, you don't have to go up 10000 but maybe you go up five. Right. And then when people get the new listing, they may not even realize it was already on the market. I think if you're going to actually remove it from being active and withdraw it, the more changes you can make, the better. Yes. Price, description, photos, rearrange things. Mm -hmm. I mean, anything you can do because you already know the first launch didn't go. So now let's just Mm -hmm. do anything. we. You don't want to do the exact same thing. No, don't do the same thing. Um, I'm looking through my list of withdrawals. <laughs> there is at least one really mean seller on here mm. who was just not nice. They didn't like how things were going. They were all they lived in an older, like a 50 year old or more house in a very popular neighborhood. But it had so many challenges like the house. Like the floor plan was not good. The master bathroom was T-Nancy. There was no way to really fix it. But the type of buyers that were in that neighborhood were looking for like a real 
you know, large primary bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, we went through all kinds of things, like getting drawings made of a potential renovation and this and that. And I, I mean, like get bringing in the stager and really like doing all of this, moving all the furniture around and really getting, I mean, I worked so hard and they just could not be satisfied because it wouldn't sell. And it wasn't me. It was definitely right. the house. And they fired me and I had to withdraw it. <laughs> How did that conversation go? It was horrible. Really? Oh, it was terrible. Did he call you? What did he do? I feel like the wife was more the communication person than the husband. Yeah. But um, I'm trying to look at what – it was 2014, so it's been so long since this happened. I do remember going to pick up the sign in the lockbox and just feeling like so small and embarrassed and like such a failure. And like I did – Everything I could, they just thought it was me, like I was terrible. I don't actually know if I really followed up to see if they, I don't think they relisted it. I think they stayed for a lot longer, Um, but it was horrible. Yeah, that's no. And at the same time, as horrible as I felt, within a couple of days, I'm like, I don't have to have them pressuring me anymore. Yes. They don't have to be yelling at me. They don't have to be upset. I don't have to be nervous to give them the same feedback again, again, like just... You were released. I was released. It's hard. When I was looking at my my stuff, so many of the withdrawns and expireds were in my first few years yeah. because I was just, I'll take anything. I'm not going to know how to tell you what to do to make it look better. Right. I wasn't giving a lot of guidance. And so they uh-huh. weren't selling. You know, yeah. there were times where it wasn't selling. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one guy, oh, this is funny. If you listen to our first sale by owner episode and my <laughs> spreadsheet, okay, mm-hmm. here's another train wreck waste of time that train came from these. came from that when you, I never got paid, okay? Mm-hmm. Also, my little blurb here is that even through all of these I didn't get paid stories that we're telling today, the mental toughness that developed and the experience and learning how to deal with difficult people, difficult houses. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's invaluable. Right. You know, I feel like I should have also printed the list of houses that were on the market an insane amount of time. Oh, yeah. But I did sell. Right, right. Y'all, those feel like just as much of failures. I know. I have one of those failures. Okay, so during the train wreck time, So during the train wreck time, there was like this gorgeous for sale by owner. Okay. It was like, you know, 600,000 and... It was on my favorite street. Like, I just yes, loved I it. need this house. So I just called them and, you know, started. And I said, I have to tell you, I, I just love your house. Oh, right, right. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I just, I love this area. And when I, and I think it was like, at this point, I had made so many phone calls. Okay. I was not, I, I was not you know, having to super pep talk myself. You were just like, I'm used to I this. don't care. If you would like to reject me, fine. I just want to tell you, you how much I love your house. Yeah. Fair. Okay. And he was like, well, would you like to come see it? And I was like, <laughs> sure. I would love to see it in person. Right. You know? Okay. So I met with them and like, I got to meet his children and his wife and like they were so kind you thought this went so well it did and again i'm i don't really care i'm like they're not gonna list with me because you're number you know 83 right so i know how this goes i know how this i goes. have been in about 17 mm-hmm. homes at this time and sure. i know that so then they're like 
reach I wrote them a letter thanking them for the tour and okay. you know I'll keep it in mind. Right. Well, then they reached out to me and were like, "Hey, look, it's not selling. We would like to list it." And I still never really understood why, and I never asked because I was too scared and new, but they were like, "We would like it. We don't really want like a sign in the yard and and we we don't really But they had it for sale by owner sign in the yard? No. Okay, okay. It was on the internet. Okay. And they were like, "But we don't know that we necessarily want it." on MLS and I was like I don't understand what do you want me to do that yeah I don't what and they were like and so I talked to my broker and she was like you could try doing an office exclusive okay so only our office can see it did they tell you why they didn't know <laughs> are we getting to that I, I never found you never out. found out I listed it and as office, I got photos done. They got oh, it photo ready. Okay. It was, I looked it up. It was on the market 243 days as an office exclusive. I just don't understand. And I did have a few showings. And whenever I would hear a realtor do like, hey guys, this is what I'm looking for. You would tell them. I would tell them. I did an office tour. Okay. I never really understood. They were super nice, but I just feel like maybe not forthcoming. Right. Something was they not didn't told. want everyone to know their house was for sale. Yeah. But I don't know. It but was they very didn't. Strange. That's so strange. So it expired and I just let it be. And, you know, I think I followed up periodically, but right. after like two years, I just called it. Well, in preparation of this episode, I emailed the husband. You did I was not. Because like, I looked it up in MLS. <gasps> what? I looked it up in MLS and it was never. I was like, I wonder what ever happened to those people, you know? So I looked it up. It was never listed listed, or, so, you know, docu. I okay. even like, there was no public record that like Zillow auto generates uh, of a sale. Yes, yes, yes. So I sent him an email. I was like, hey, I know this is so random. I was just thinking about your house and how y'all were doing. How are the kids? How's your family? And it was like, this is no longer a working email address. So they disappeared. They, They're in the witness protection I program. I don't know. I don't know what happened. They're long gone. But I never got paid. Right. You and never got paid. I did 243 days, days of work. And many more than that. Yeah. And office tours and paid for photos. Right? And I think I paid for refreshments for the office tour. Yeah. I mean, I lost some money and I'm still a little baffled, to be honest. You're like, what happened here? What happened? Uh-huh. So I don't know. I don't know. I am still curious and I really liked them, but they were odd, I guess. There was something amiss. Yeah. For sure. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. What do we mention almost every episode? Email templates. You're right. We sure do. <laughs> and after every time we mention an email template, do you know what we get? Emails asking if they can have <laughs> copies of the email template. Can you send me a copy of that template? I sure. never had one like that. That sounds great. And you know what the good news is? What? You can get all of our email templates from our course, Email Templates 101. Tell the people about it. Our course has all of the email templates you would need to send to your buyers and your sellers and your clients that are buying and selling at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> to get through every step of the transaction and giving them information that they need for where they are in the transaction. It's great because you never forget to tell them something. Yes, and we've already done all the work for you. Yeah. We wrote them and yeah. you can personalize them. Yes. And just feel organized knowing that 
you have all the information where it needs to be. And if you purchase Email Templates 101, you do get lifetime access. So occasionally we like to go in and make updates based on the market or if we find a new best practice. And we put that right into the template and you get that updated straight away. It just goes straight to your course. Yep. Right, it's, it's just there. It's, it's just already there. in there. It's just already there. in there. You don't even have to worry about it. We'll That's send wonderful. you an email and we'll say updated. That's great. Where can they find these email templates? You can find the email templates at email templates with an S 101.com. Email templates 101.com. Yes, head over for reviews and all of the specifics. Wonderful. Okay, enjoy. I just pulled up my homes that have been on the market that I sold for longer than 150 days. Oh. So, you know, you work hard for these. There are nine. Oh, that's a good number. I'd probably have a much higher. Well, one of them was my biggest listing ever. Remember, this one started off in the $2 million range. Oh, yes. Inevitably, yes. eventually sold How long around. did that one take? Four years. <gasps> four years, and I showed up. For, yes, for every showing, because oh. it was a luxury listing. I had to be there for every showing. And let me tell you, when someone calls you with a qualified buyer who wants to see your biggest listing ever, you, you go. drop everything you and go. you go. And this is the kind of house that takes at least an hour to tour. So I was there for hours. Oh I had to turn on. I counted it one time and I think did a video. There were 72 light switches. <gasps> So every showing I had to turn on 72 light switches and every showing I had to turn off 72 light switches because they weren't living there anymore Mm -mm. because I made them leave. They had a house that they were moving to, but they were like, should we show it while we're living here? I'm like, no, hard pass. Like Uh their, their furniture was way too style specific. The curtains were style. Everything. Where did they live for four years? They had bought a new construction home. Like they were downsizing out of this home. But when I mean to tell you, the wife was not pleased that they had moved. She loved the property and having it as a thorn in your side, still part of you have to mow it and take Uh, care of it for four four years. I mean, thankfully, they never fired you. They never fired. He was so kind to me. He was so kind. He was the nicest seller I have ever had. He knew how hard I was working. I think he knew like how grateful I was for the listing. But it was a lot of work. And yes, the paycheck was the biggest one I've ever gotten. But I probably your lowest by hour. Gotta be gotta be for four years yeah i went i i forced agents to come see it like agent tours like luxury agents yeah i did everything i could think of right because i'm like i gotta sell this house so interesting i mean so right it sold i got paid but i didn't get paid all the three to three you know Mm -hmm. almost four years until it sold that it kind of reminds me of one. It was a bigger, I mean, it was like 700,000. That's big for our market. Yeah, it is. And this was recently and it was a referral from a good friend. And he was like, look, he's, he's tried to sell it himself. It's not going well. I told him, you know, he has to call you. And so I went on the listing interview and and um, they were okay, you know, they were, f- I liked them. They were kind of dry. I think that's why I liked them. <laughs> but um, I gave them definitely some things to do and mm-hmm. they did and we took photos and it was almost like they were counting down the 
days until they could fire me. They were like, how long is our listing agreement? Six months. So what day does that (gasps) fall on? And I was like, oh, Oh my gosh. You know, I did so many open houses. Oh, no. I did so much with that house i live by it and they would go out of town they had our they were moved out of state okay she would come in at times but they had like animals like in the pasture oh right horses and cows i remember so i would sometimes because she would want me to go check on them so i'd grab a bag of carrots and me and the kids would go feed the horse and check on everyone and make sure everything's good oh my word um but they were just always so aggravated with the feedback and it was a lot of the same feedback and we had a lot of showings and she would get so oh. mad because someone didn't lock the door right. the right way. It's Look, like a tricky door with seven steps. Once they're aggravated. They everything sets them off. They hated me. They- <laughs> I, I just knew it. And so then I was counting down the days. You're like, okay. I just want to be done with this. And then um an agent in our market called me like the week it was going to expire. Right. And showed it. And I really wasn't even, I was like, this isn't. You know, it's just another showing that when right. they get here, they're going right, to say right, it's right. too old. Yeah. And he called me and he was like, hey, they really love it. They mm-hmm. want to come back with the family. Oh, you're like, oh. And I was like, well, but but here's the thing. I still wasn't excited no. because I was like, people no. always want to come back with the family. And then the dad says, what are you doing? What are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. So, so I said, listen, uh. they need to come quickly because I'm being fired on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Look, this is we don't know what's going to happen after that. Um, they are not going to to um, relist with me. I don't know what they're doing, but they have been counting down the days of when oh. they can withdraw it. And he said, okay, okay, let me see. And so we got an offer. Oh, my word. And it wasn't the best offer, but it was the first offer we had ever gotten. For the whole, how long? And I had nothing to lose. Yeah, I had nothing to lose. So I said, listen, y'all, this is the reality of your situation. And you can fire me. That's fine. You can relist it with someone else. But I'm telling you, you're not going to get a better offer. No. You're just not. And so we countered. And then he was like, you know, so we came to an agreement. We're pending. And I couldn't believe it. Shocking. And he said, hey, I have a question now that we're pending. I said, okay. He said, we close October 19th. Okay. I said, yeah. He said, but the contract expires on October 1st. Your listing agreement? Yeah. But that doesn't matter. He's And, I, and that's what I said. I'm like, so what are, you, what are you getting at? Are you trying to, you know what I mean? That's yeah, how. He was trying not to pay you. I don't know. But I did have to call my broker because I'm like, do they expire if they go pending? Mm-mm. No. Okay. Yeah, I had to figure out. So the that wording out. of the listing agreement, I think, is what covers this. Okay. So in the listing, our listing agreement, it basically says once you're under contract, that yeah, you fit, you it, see it through. It, it, it goes through because you're basically on that contract now, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whatever. But you know what I learned a so lot? Wait, did you get paid? I did. Okay, good. You know what I learned from it, though? We closed. They were so aggravated, oh, you know. Gosh. They were mad at me from... And what, what's weird is the listing consult went so well. And I was like, I <laughs> sure. like her. Back then. She's a little dry, but mm-hmm. so am I. I like her. I like her style. Right. But the whole listing was just... They were. They never had anything nice to say. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. And then at the closing, they were even just like, 
unhappy with the price and paying me. But after um, we closed, I did have all of their listing photos Made put in a book. book. And I had several photos of the horse and the cow mm-hmm. that I put at the end of the book Love from it. like all my visits there. Right, with your carrots. And she just sent me the nicest email about how wonderful I was oh, and great. how hard I – I mean, I do think once it's over, yeah, they're like – they are thankful. Yeah. And they are. It's uh, it's like sometimes you have to just, de- you just can't take it super personal. You are the, your job is to be the designated punching bag. Yes. They hate Own the, it. They hate the process. They hate the showings. They hate the offer. They hate the feedback. Their feelings are getting hurt every day that they're trying to sell this house. Right. Maybe they're even selling it for some reason that they don't want to go. They're having financial trouble. They're getting divorced. Someone has died. Like, you are the punching bag. You're the person who has to take it because they're not happy. Right. I mean, and of course, there are limits. Mm -hmm. We have heard about my my main seller over and over again, the one that yelled at me because too many people came to his inspection. And if at some point you feel verbally abused, you don't don't have to take that at all. But But if they're just being hard on you, don't go home and cry. Well, you just can't take it personally. Like it. It's not a reflection. If you know that you're doing your job and you know that you're doing the best that you can, and and especially if you know that it's the price or the house or something that you can't control, well, I mean, you could also fire your clients. Yes. You don't want them to be mean to you anymore? Say goodbye. But I did actually make a note of that. So like when we're talking about when you don't get paid, here's some of the other ways that you can fail or you might end up with an expired or withdrawn property. When the seller says something like, I don't have to sell, and then they pick that price that <laughs> makes no sense at all. And you're like, okay, I really want the listing. Fine. Well, you're going to work. They're going to work you as if there's a chance they're actually going to sell the house. And you might know from the very beginning, right? this price is never going to sell this house. That big giant cell phone tower in the backyard is just going to be a deal breaker for no matter who comes. And yeah, I don't know that I'm going to be able to deal with this for the next six months of my and that's the other thing if you're not the type of person who can break up with a seller you're stuck with them for what six months a year right right no thanks Mm -hmm. no and not getting paid and they keep wanting you to do more spend more time here come do more open houses like that's all you spending your time without getting paid you know what's funny too is after this closed finally mm-hmm. so i was also a little self-conscious the whole transaction like are they talking to my friend that referred them oh. are they talking bad about me oh, to they my were friend referral. oh i hate that so i was feeling a little self-conscious right but i never brought it up and i see this friend at church every sunday i okay. never brought it up. when i first listed it I was like, hey, thank you so much. It's live. You know, it's a great property. But then I never like said anything about it at church ever. And then six months later to the dot when it sold, I went to him and his wife was next to him. And I said, hey, thank you so much for the referral. I just want to let you know that we closed. Mm -hmm. Um, I said it was a rough road and, you know, very unique property, but it's done. And, you know, the goal was accomplished. And the wife was like, wait, who who was that? Because it was his friend from work. And he was like, oh, you know, Mr. Smith. And she goes, you put her through Mr. Smith. Oh, God. You were like, great. And I went, now you tell me. Right. Like a little heads up. Yeah. Would have been nice. Yeah. But when she said that, I went, 
Oh. oh, so this is like a thing. Oh, I have had more than one person refer to me and something like that happens. The transaction's rough. It takes a while to sell, whatever. I feel terrible because they've referred me and I'm like so embarrassed. And then you see them later and you're like, exactly that. It's sold. We're done, whatever. And they're like, I'm so sorry. Are you mad at me? <laughs> like they're really hard to deal with. And I'm like, thanks. A and yeah. then you have to be like, no, of course not. Right. All referrals are welcome. And then I'm like, All why would you do this to me? Why would you do this to me? But it is kind of funny because it wasn't the way you thought at all in their eyes. They were like, oh, you survived. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Barely. Five days. I had one of my first listings ever was a friend of my dad somehow. Um, and I was a new agent and this house was near where I grew up and it was their family home and it was the weirdest house. Oh, gosh. Um, and I, it was also weird combined with cat. Okay, it was just... <laughs> like it smelled? Yeah, it was just... Oh. Yeah, I'll have to share some photos this week on Instagram of this strange listing. Yeah. It was very unique. Now, the photos are not as bad. Okay. But when you walk through, you see that the tiled ceiling is not great. There has been leaks. It's oh, it's no. just not a good <gasps> situation. I actually – so it was on the market with me for 366 days. <laughs> and I let it expire. Goodbye. And I think in the end, um, I had just told them – What's weird is in the beginning, I was so excited and I held many open houses, so many open houses. I was new. I just was so excited to have a listing. Mm -hmm. And I can even remember this lady. She was like a prophet, but she was wrong. <laughs> she was a prophet. But she like came and was just like, this is just the coolest house. Okay. And she was like, I mean, it's definitely not for us, but listen, you are going to sell this house. And I just remember being like, "Thank you, ma'am." Wow, like, she lied she to was you. Wrong. She was a <laughs> false prophet. You did not get paid. Um. So, anyways, I I kind of was, I I let it go, and they did list with somebody else, okay. and I was kind of dis. It was my first time to ever see mm -hmm. someone else's sign replace my You're own. Like, oh, that stings. It did sting. And did then, it sell? And then it didn't sell. Oh, and yeah. then they rented it, and I thought. This is an awful idea because the house needs repair. Oh, gosh. It it, it was borderline mm -hmm. not livable anymore. And so the tenants were very short-lived. Right. And then I was waiting on it to get relisted. I kept watching it and watching it. And then one day, it was gone. The house was gone. The whole thing? The whole thing. Wait. Someone what? must have bought it like off market, like approached them. And tore it down. Oh, my word. And now there is this gigantic luxury home. Shut up. On the lot. You're like, okay. Whoa. I didn't think to market I, it like that. No. No. I don't. And it, this was probably three or four years after I had it listed. Because they, wow. they had it listed. Then they had some tenants. And then they had it listed. So it was some time after but I think what triggered that is that two houses down was uh -huh. just an empty lot that someone built. And then it was like, oh. This giant luxury was home. Was it rural? Where? No, it was like right by town center. Oh, my. Well, of course. Yeah, yeah. 
But it was down uh, Old Hammond. So, okay. you know. But, right. But I was like, I think when someone was the first person someone else has to, to take, take the, the risk, yeah. mm-hmm. people were like, For oh, sure. well, if they built a luxury home, oh, maybe, maybe I'll have built a luxury right, home. Right, right here. <gasps> That's so, very interesting. Yeah. So anyway, I never got paid. Uh-huh. Um, I did I learn a bit about being talked down to by a man yeah. that talked down to me specifically because I was a woman. Nope, no thanks. So learned a little bit about that there. Nope. Um, But yeah, that was interesting. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had a few on mine that were like, you do both. Like you listed as a house and a lot or, and then obviously one of those ends up having to be withdrawn whenever you sell. So those Mm -hmm. don't really count. Okay. Do you want to hear a good story? Yeah. It is actually a bad story for someone else, but a good story for me. Okay. So we're going to go with it. Um, Okay. So I took a listing. I got a referral in 2018 from a past client who had actually also referred me to the dad. And so I worked with other, this was the aunt. Okay. The aunt's house had just expired expired it was already off market it wasn't like she called while she's like listen my house didn't sell 2018 i mean it wasn't like a scary time it's like a lot of the ones on my list of expireds are from 2011 2010 right right. hard time hard times Mm -hmm. hard times um so i'm like all right and so i look at the listing i can just see all of the things that are wrong Mm. okay i'm like this is a prime candidate for some good staging well, she's like, she calls and she's like so upset. She's like, we have relocated to be near our children. We're out of state. Um, I thought my agent was like going to check on the house, but we just came in now that it's expired because they were like, we've got to uh. figure something out. She's like, it. the flower beds are filled with weeds. The back patio has weeds growing up in between the stones. She's like, it just looks terrible. And she never told us. She's like, we would have uh. sent a landscaper or a like a maintenance part like she just we assumed that she was our representative of this home and that she would tell us if people saw it even in showings and been like this is what's going on or like it mm-hmm. looks she was so upset that her home that she lived in and cared for looked so bad and she yeah. had no clue okay so I'm like well don't worry we can you know get through all of this it had expired at two hundred and eighty two thousand dollars okay um and so i'm like well listen i'm looking at your house you need to paint the interior it's too many style specific colors we're gonna paint the main living part i i think we even left like the old builder brown in the bedrooms Mm -hmm. because i think the house was built in maybe 2002 okay okay? so just that time frame period here where by 2018 people like we're done with this yeah we want it to be gray or white or whatever but we don't want it to be brown right okay (laughs) no brown no builder brown so i'm like we're gonna paint the main area there was it was an open floor plan nice beautiful wood floors these old yucky builder plane light fixtures in the dining room and over the kitchen sink and in um i think that was it those two and then the foyer and it was an open floor plan i'm like look we're gonna we're going to take these three light fixtures down. I'll break it a handy. In fact, I made my husband hang new ones. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll run to the Lowe's. So they were like, we're leaving again. We're going back out of town. Like, we don't live here. And we're so upset because the house needs all of this work. I'm like, no problem. I have a painter. I have someone who can do the landscaping. 
Now the landscaping costs them twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah, painting that's in that a lot. main area costs them like twenty five hundred dollars. I got them some light fixtures at Lowe's for probably less than five hundred bucks. Three light fixtures, and Jay popped them up there for me. It looked so much better. Mm. Paint literally in the main area, light fixtures, clean landscape. That's it. It looked so much better. We listed it, so they expired at two eighty two. We listed it two eighty nine. Um, and I believe we had multiple offers. <gasps> Whoa. So it was on the market for a full six months previous and did not sell. Now, I do think, to be fair, I will throw in this um, caveat. They had it under contract once while it was listed, but then the buyer couldn't get their financing. And the age, at that point, the agent stopped communicating with them. Oh, I think man. she was just like, oh, it's been so long. Things are failed. They moved out of the house because it was under contract. That's the rest of the story. Okay, so it's under contract. That's they the move worst. away. Now they're like devastated. The agent is embarrassed, doesn't or upset, or doesn't want to like probably contact them anymore. No. So it was a total success for me and the seller, thankfully. But the story is, it expired, and they were most upset that their agent hadn't been communicating with them. Mm-hmm. Not that it didn't sell. Not that they needed to do work to it. They're like, oh, really? She never told us this. I'm like, you got to paint this. And they were like, really? And I'm like, yeah. In that note, here's a story of where I I thought I was going to get paid. (laughs) (laughs) I had these relocation buyers coming into town, and they had to buy a home that weekend. It was a requirement. Right. Got to do it. I was newer. Mm -hmm. We saw 19 homes. (gasps) It was the worst day ever. I mean, I was so tired. No doubt. And hungry. And my feet hurt, and I was just like, here's this house by the end of it, you know. But I really loved the people. Okay. The husband was hilarious. They were so funny. We They kept joking, like, is this the most houses you've ever showed in one day? I'm like, "Uh uh-huh. Maybe to one buyer ever, you know. Right. And they bought one, and it was a very nice one, and – I even made them a certificate at closing as like Most an award. View. Yes, because he kept bringing that up over and over. Stop. So it was just like a – I just loved oh the family, God, so okay? Fun. Okay. So they ended up actually getting a little bit of water in their home in the 2016 flood. Okay. So they had to do some renovation. Okay. Everything was fine after that. No big deal. Okay. A few years after that, they're getting relocated back. Okay. Relocation requires you to interview more than one agent, even if you know who, who you your want. agent right, is right. going to be. So they call me. They're like, Alyssa, of course, we need you to come sell our house. I'm right. like, yes, I can't wait to see you guys. I oh, have, so exciting. I have missed you guys. And um, they're like, of course, we're going to like use you, but we do have to talk to other people. I'm like, no problem. Okay. Right. So we go, I walk in the door and he's like, you want a beer? And I'm like, no, thank you. But thank you for the offer. Like they're just old friends reunited. Right. We walk through and listen, they had painted the whole house brown (laughs) after the renovation. Yeah, they're like, this is good. And this is like 2018. Right. You're like, no brown. What? Why? And the decor was, because I never saw their decor before. They were buyers. Was it like? Kirkland's like yeah it was just yeah you know it was a lot um okay you know fake floral everywhere you could put it 
it was just not the style no. that I was hoping it would be. No. So we walked through. Everything's great. At the end, I'm like, listen, I think this could be our price. Great. Awesome. I'm like, now look, I, I do think it would help if we removed some of the floral. And, you know, I, I'm not telling you that I think we need to paint, but I think we are going to get feedback on it. And it was like I had just taken a sword and stabbed it in their heart. They were like, really? <gasps> and I was so insulted. I said, well, you know, I think it looks great. But in this market, people are just so into gray right now. Gray and white, gray and white. Everything's gray and white. I don't get it. Ew. Gray and white. I like brown. <laughs> <laughs> I was like trying to do damage control. You were like backpedaling. A hundred percent. You're like, it's not me. It's the oh, market. Yeah. What? Because I was not expecting it. And they she were- was like, do you know how much money we paid after the flood to like get this house back together and to get it painted? And I'm like, oh, okay. okay. I just, I said, listen, on this stupid relocation form that I have to fill out for your property, they require me to put recommendations. I am not allowed to leave the recommendations part blank. I am going to put that I recommend some light decluttering and possible painting, but you do not have to repaint your home. I'm not telling you to do that. I am just telling you that it may be something that comes up in the feedback and they're like, okay, we understand. Okay. Then I get an email like five days later, Alyssa, we're so sorry that we are going to be listing with another agent. And I was floored. I just was so caught off guard and so surprised. I didn't say anything at first because I needed a minute to like process (laughs) this. And so finally I sent her an email back and I said, listen, I have to tell you, I've been kind of down on myself since you let me know that you weren't choosing me. I was very surprised because I just love you guys. I said, I hope I didn't come off as too casual because we're – we have become friends. Like, I hope that. Right. I said, I don't know what the reason was that I didn't get chosen, but I hope it, I hope I wasn't treating it as a friend meeting instead of a professional real estate right. listing interview. I said, I was just so happy to see y'all mm-hmm. and, and that, and I just wanted to apologize if I did anything wrong. And she said, no, it wasn't that. Honestly, you know, we could just tell you were not happy with how the house looked. And and when I tell you my delivery was not that way, it was not that way. They just took it that way. Yeah. And they were like the other agent just like raved about our paint color. Shut up. And then it listed and it didn't have professional photos or anything. I was appalled. I was appalled. <laughs> And so they didn't declutter, de-floral, de-paint. And sold, I think, for a good bit less than what I could have gotten for it. They yeah. didn't care too much because relocation buys the house from them. Right. But I just – it was such like a shocking experience yeah. for me, you know? Oh, it that's crazy. terrible. I know. It was so sad. I'm like, I guess I'll delete them off my database. I think you're going to have to. I did. You hurt their feelings. I did. Your hatred of and brown. And they hurt my feelings. Well, <laughs> there you go. You're I bro- just never thought it would go this way. You're officially broken up now. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, I just knew. I, w- I had the photographer, like, scheduled. You should have shared that information with the listing agent. 
right. Because, <laughs> hey, obviously you need a they, photographer. They didn't think it was necessary. Hmm. Anyway. Oh, that hurts. I'm it sorry. Did. It did. It's I'm okay. really sorry. You did what you... But that's the thing. <laughs> as long as you're true to how you would have given the advice to anyone, you can't... I was. You can't know how people are going to take that. But it's so funny oh because I just had another. So I don't do relocation anymore. Good call. Like I, I don't like it. I don't like the form. I don't like how much of our money they take. I don't do it. But if you are a past client mm-hmm. and you have a house that I know will sell quickly, I will do it for you. Yeah, it's a favor. Right. Now, if if it's a house I sold you, no matter how much I love you, if it's a weird house, I'm not doing it. No. Because – the forms you have to fill out it's over hard. and over right. and over again, it's very difficult. But this client called me and they were like, hey, Lisa, we're relocating. We, we we do have to go through a relocation company. Like we know we're going to use you, but we have to interview other agents. And I just was like, I've heard this before. No, but I did go on the interview. <laughs> I kept it very professional. Right. I commented none on anything I that was negative or anything that I didn't like. And of course they were like, you know, they they never were once tempted to not use me because right. they just they just knew. But. but I mean, they're different people. You could have been like, this paint color isn't going to work. And they would have been like, okay. Oh, wow. Good to know. Thanks for telling us. Yeah, but why are people so emotionally attached to their paint color anyway? I don't know. That would not be the first time that's happened to me or you. Where you said, I think we'll need to do a more neutral color. And they're like, what? Uh, this is neutral. Right. Or, or, or this one. A designer picked these colors. Oh, that's the worst. <laughs> and I'm like, they did a great job. Was your designer Dr. Seuss? Right. Because that's what your house looks like. Or like the, when, I mean, like every room is a different color. Like that's not good. And it's not expensive to fix depending. Right. You could just do the main rooms that but, are the most you important. know. I think you just have to realize that there's going to be some people that aren't going to want your opinion on their house. Even though it's your job to give it. Yes. Okay. How about I wanted to before we end the how how you don't get paid. We only really talked about listings. Well, I was going to say we need to do a how you don't get paid buyer's Buyer's, edition. Buyer's edition. Because there are a lot of ways you don't get paid with a buyer as well. So many ways you don't get paid. A lot of them are your fault though. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Right? Like, Mm -hmm. oh, you didn't get them pre-approved? Right. You didn't actually know anything about their loan type? Oh, you didn't tell them never call a for sale by owner? You didn't send them the buyer rules before? Yeah. Oh. You didn't explain to them what happens at a builder's model home? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that's on you. Like, uh-huh. you know, hey, oh, did your buyer decide they had to rent because they just had a bankruptcy? Right. Like, oh, oh you didn't know that? Yeah. <laughs> at least the hard thing about listings that is that you got the job. Exactly. And you still didn't get paid. And you didn't get still paid. Still didn't get paid. And I love there are some agents that are really good at that um, soundbite that's like, you know, I don't get paid until I sell your home. Mm-hmm. Like our goal is the same. I'm not going to, I don't make money until you make money or like mm-hmm. whatever their soundbite is. I've never been good at that one. But you're right. You did all the work and you got the job and you still didn't get paid. Sometimes it happens, guys. It just does. Just take it as a really good learning experience and just keep I, a smile I'm on your face. I'm actually pleasantly surprised that in 17 years, I had nine expireds and 32 withdrawns. And when I look through them, a good bit of them, I still actually sold. Right. I mean, it wasn't like that many failures. But let me tell you what else. You're going to love this story and then we can move on. Um, there was a sweet agent who I'm still friends with from my last office who one day told me and another agent she was having trouble with the listing and it was going to expire or something to that effect. And she's like, I just don't know what to do. I'm like so upset. And she's like, I've never failed before. And we're like, 
What? What do you mean you've never failed before? You've never had a single expired or withdrawn property ever, ever? She'd been doing it for years. Welcome. Welcome to real estate. I was like, I can't buy this. Like, we had to go, like, look it up. I was like, you have. You just are, like, so upset about this particular incident. You're like, I've mm. never failed before. I'm like, but you have. You have. You just, okay. blo- you just block all that out of your mind. Right. You're like, you know what? I can't even remember these when I look at the list. Yeah. The ones I sold, I remember. And the other ones, I'm like, what? I don't care what happened. It's it's all in the past. Yeah. All in the past. Water under the bridge. It's we have fun. to keep on moving. Yeah. Okay. So you're ready for a toast? I am. Me too. Today's what a trip down memory lane. What a very special trip I, down I memory like, lane. I like though that I'm like, man, I'm laughing about this now. I was so upset in a lot of those moments. In those moments, you are upset. You're like, what have I, like, what have I decided to do with my life? Yeah, like this is the worst. Right. There's nothing worse than having another person who depended on you to do something think it's your fault that it didn't get done. Yeah. It hurts. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on. Okay, this toast is from Madison Bustamante. It's my best guess. Um, She's going to toast to her mom, Debbie Bell. And she says, my mom joined me full-time in real estate less than two years ago. At the beginning of 2022, we started our own team, just the two of us. Cute. She referred she referred me to your podcast, and I have been hooked ever since. Thanks, Mom. Yeah. I'm so proud of her, honored to learn from her, and blessed to get to work with my best friend every day. So the daughter was in real estate first? It seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. Oh, and did I mention she's closed millions this year from (gasps) Sphere and Referral alone? That's awesome. She's never let relationships fade from her previous career, loves on her people so much, and always growing in her education. I'm so excited for our future together. Well, no need to call expireds and withdrawns if you're taking care of your relationships. She says, way to go, mom. I love you. That is the sweetest. Let me tell you where Madison and her mama are, Debbie. They are in Arizona. Okay. Wonderful. I mean. What a great toast for this episode. Love it. That's the business you want, people. Right. (laughs) Look, to be fair, I'm sure there's been someone from our database that was in this list. (laughs) And you are now not on the database. Okay. This is how you got removed. Goodbye. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs) Goodbye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Hustle Humbly podcast. Let us know who we should toast to for the next episode. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Hustle Humbly Podcast. If you have an episode, topic, or question, please email us at hustlehumblypodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. See you next week. Bye. This is the good life.